best shape of his life. You hate hearing that, don't you? That phrase, right? Am I right? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Ryan Burr used to be a reporter at WTAE. He, like most TV reporters, bounced around the country. He also had a background with Ben going back to his time in Miami, Ohio. So he knew him and knows him better than most. So unlike a lot of stuff that gets thrown onto social media that you kind of say, well, I don't know if this is real or not. With Ryan, you can pretty much take it to the house that what he got was legit, meaning the source told him what they told him. He described the source as being uh, from Ben's camp, and that could be someone from his agency, could be family, friend, whatever. But again, I trust the validity of this. Besides, it wasn't exactly controversial. What Ryan reported was that Ben is fired up, a little bit ticked off, a little bit a chip on his shoulder. Some of the stuff that he's heard and read this offseason, and I don't need to repeat all that stuff to you. You've heard and read a lot of it yourself, I'm sure. And he's elevated himself to a level of conditioning that apparently is unprecedented. Let me read for you a couple of passages from Ryan's report, which was distributed, by the way, in a a series of tweets. After mentioning Ben's motivation, uh, he'll never mention the beating he's taken in the media, but says from a dedication standpoint, this source does, that he's never seen anything from Ben close to this in the past. Source says he is now obsessed with diet and workouts. Reading further, Ben Camp says, biggest concern is weight loss. He has been so driven since the season ended. Source says his diet is stricter than Brady. Wow. And this last one was the one that impressed me the most. Source goes on to say from an arm standpoint, Ben is more likely to win his first league MVP than to finish outside the top 10 in passing. Okay, so that does sound like an agent. But whatever, whatever. Again, I find this individual, Ryan Burr, to be reputable and trustworthy, and I believe that he has a source who told him these things. The question is whether or not it's plausible, whether or not this could be a situation where Ben comes in and just blows everybody away. He does something that we haven't seen from him previously, that he adjusts to his age, as anyone will tell you in any sport is critical for athletes in their upper 30s or even into their 40s. The same conditioning that you did the rest of your life no longer applies The same dietary habits, the same sleeping habits, they don't apply. You have to make things 
different. And maybe, maybe he has. I'll explain why right after this brief message from our title sponsor. At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Let me throw in first that seeing Ben at OTAs in minicamp isn't going to give anybody, myself included, much of a gauge for this. Um, He wasn't exactly traipsing around shirtless and flexing and whatever else where you could say, whoa, look at Ben. But, but he did have an energy about him, the way he went through drills, the fact that he showed up for as many of these as he did and then was taking the overwhelming majority of the first team snaps. So, no, you're not going to see him, you know, bouncing off edge rushers or scraping himself up off the grass. Uh, You're not going to see any of that until Buffalo. But you can see that there was a there was a, a visible physical fire to him. And yes, you could see the arm and you could see the arm strength. But here's something else. Ben acknowledged in the session that he did with us at OTAs that he wore down last season. He wore down in 2020. When he was asked about what happened to the Steelers, Uh, It's not like he was going to say, well, Bud Dupree got hurt and we fell apart. It's not like he's going to say, well, the offensive line wasn't giving me any time, so I had to get rid of the ball in 0.2 seconds. He wasn't going to do that either. So he was always going to say something where he was going to point the finger at himself, but he could have chosen any number of things to say. He could have said, I was out of sync. Uh, I was making lousy reads. He didn't. He said he was wearing down got tired, physically tired. And this is a guy who, remember, only played a game and change in the 2019 season. So he was coming back from that. He was coming back from the elbow surgery. He had the strange camp, as they all did, amid the pandemic. I'm sure he had challenges like a lot of athletes did in training properly amid the pandemic. I'm not making excuses for the guy. I'm trying to explain what actually might have happened. That's all. And that he felt by the time it was done, when he looked back on it, man, I I just wasn't there. I wasn't what I needed to be. Now, couple that with the other thing that I can tell you with absolute lockdown certainty. Ben gets really, really fired up when he gets criticized. That's not an act. I don't know who reads stuff to him, if he reads it himself, if he sees it or hears it himself, but he's told me some of the stuff that he's read, heard, and seen over the years, 
and what his reaction is to it. And he sounds, when he speaks, like a high school kid reacting to it. It's actually kind of funny. For a guy that's accomplished everything that he has, for a guy who's a slam-dunk first ballot Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest players in his franchise's history that he still gets ticked off. Well, I don't know when he's ever going to have more ammunition than what he's had this offseason after the way things ended in 2020. Heck, if, if he did nothing more than go and read the reviews of his performance on that bloody night in Cincinnati, he'd have enough motivation to, well, you know, Eat more leaves. And if he's doing that right now, good for him. Good for him. Maybe he knows, maybe he does, that this is the final year for him. Maybe he knows that he's got one last chance to stick it to whoever it is that he feels like he needs to stick it to, whether that's... Like Tannenbaum or whoever, you know? Oh, did I just mention Tannenbaum's name? Can we strike that? Hey, strike that from the record. We'll be back with just one question. KG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at LGKG.com. Our question comes from Mr. Hammer, who says, I'm curious to know what the Roonies did to the NFL in order to not get a home opener in seven-plus years, and also denying the Steelers having their training camp at Latrobe while other teams were approved. What gives? Well, what gives in this case, Mr. Hammer, those two things have nothing to do with each other. Uh, By every account, the Latrobe issue was something that was some combination of the NFL Players Association uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania getting involved. Uh, I don't think that has, in fact, I know that has nothing to do with the NFL's schedule maker. As far as the Steelers not having a true home opener, the simple explanation that it's the lousy luck of the draw and nothing else to it. The league has controlled. Uh, over a schedule, of course, and the league could address a repeated wrong. But for the most part, you're talking about just the way the thing plays out. All sports schedules are managed by computer, of course, as you would presume. Now, that doesn't mean the Steelers aren't aware of it. And it doesn't mean that the Steelers like it. Art Rooney quoted by the team's website 
not long after that schedule release said, and I'm going verbatim here, it would be nice to open at home once in a while. It's not the biggest deal in the world. We open on the road and then we come back with two home games, so it's fine. It's not that big a deal, but I would say we're due for a home opener, that's for sure. When Aruni speaks like that, he's going to get the attention of the people in New York, and someone's going to make note of that, and the Steelers will have a home opener next season. I'd bet anything on that. But, yeah, you have to go all the way back to 2014. The Steelers beat the Browns 30-27 to at Heinz Field. Since then, opened twice at Foxborough, you know, because the league's always looking for that, you know, super big matchup. They also played twice in Cleveland, once in Washington, and then last year up in East Rutherford against the Giants in front of new people. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's got to be taken care of. But also, to repeat from what Rooney had said, the Steelers do come home after Buffalo and play back-to-back against the Raiders and the Bengals. Raiders obviously are going to present the greater challenge, but Joe Burrow should be healthy for Cincinnati. They're winnable games at home. Uh, the the opener is going to be really, really tough. I mean, if they beat Buffalo up there, it's a credit to them, you know, and it might be considered uh, in most circles an upset. But whatever, it's the schedule. Imagine Mike Tomlin's reaction, by the way, if you asked him that question. Boy, does he hate schedule questions. I appreciate it anyway, because I'm not Tomlin, and I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these.